What's up, everybody? This is Doc Joe Brown, real name, no gimmicks. And this is Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons fan. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Pro Pistons. That's P-R-O-P-I-S-T-O-N-S. What's up, everybody? Yes, yes, we're back. I got a new computer. I'm feeling good. I was about to say we're back in the building, but there is no building. This is the podcast universe. The first weekend of the NBA playoffs were phenomenal. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite weekends of the year. I woke up on Saturday. I did my own pregame, like Triple H. Time to play the game. I was amped. I was amped. High-level basketball, and I don't have to worry about channel flipping. Everything is just boom, 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 one game after another. I like that. Of course, the Detroit Pistons, they're always on my mind, always on my mind. And I wrote down three things, me personally, personally, these are just my, I'm not in the NBA. I have no affiliation. I don't coach Little League or anything. I don't even get paid for this podcast. It's like a small cult-like following. I I just do it for the love. But three things that I noticed that I would like my favorite team to adapt, adopt, adapt, adopt. Yeah, yes, to acquire as we move forward through this rebuild process. The rebuild is painful. It's painful. I know the thing was going around Twitter. You can't stomach a rebuild. At first I said I could, but maybe I can't. Maybe I can't. The losing got to it, brother. I was the main one out there bragging. Hey, hey, it's just, just, you know, this, this short-term delay is long-term relief, but it got, ooh, ooh, man. Anybody who watched the game in April on TV or in person, Salute! We salute you, brothers and sisters. Pistons Twitter was going wow. You would have thought we was making a playoff push. Oh, put such and such. It don't matter. We losing. We we losing. I'm I'm just gonna you know I'm not doing any X's and O's. You know there there are a lot of good Pistons podcasts out there. You know the the one that I used to feature on Locked On Pistons. They break it down the video, especially the new guy over there, cool. He you know he got videos on YouTube. You know watch this angle here. And that, I'm just talking about. Just some general things. Just just general as a fan. A fan of the game. I just need them. I, I need to see it. Of course, I'm just naming three. They're my top three. And I, I don't have a long-form podcast, right? So I want to carry the discussion on through Twitter. Hopefully, you listen and you say, hey, you left this. Hey, I like this. Hey, I, you know, I, I want to engage with other fans, right? Like, pause. But I want to have that discussion to see, hey, what did you notice? I, I don't see everything. Number one, fearlessness. These teams that played this weekend, they weren't scared. I ain't never scared. Wasn't that the Bone Crusher song? Never scared. You see uh, trade day yesterday? Goodness, Jimmy Buckets. I mean, you just, they, they weren't nervous. They, the stage wasn't too big. It, it, it wasn't, you, you could have told them this was the Olympics and the whole world is watching. Okay, okay. We hooping either way. We need to see that. We need to see the fearlessness when a road trip is coming up. So what? The rim is still 10 feet. Look at LeBron. He's like, I saw three rims. I still shot it. I shot at the middle one. <laughs> Yo. And then the announcer didn't have the gall to ask the obvious follow-up. Well, how many of me do you see? <laughs> Gosh, I just had to stop the recording, man. If LeBron don't get into wrestling, he sold that. He sold that. But I love the fearlessness. And then after he made that, Steph Curry, he didn't look broken down, battered. He's like, okay, it's my turn. Like, we got to stop being scared of the dark. Stop it. Number two, that bounce. That bounce. We got to have that bounce. I don't know if they're playing smooth jazz music in the locker room before the game start, but the Pistons have lacked energy from the start for over 12 years. I don't know what's going on from the Stan Van era to the 
what was the guy named Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Casey. We got to get that bounce. Maybe we need to look in at getting Red Bull as a sponsor. These teams were hype. And it's not just these games. I watch the Atlanta Hawks on a regular season game. They got the Gucci Man plan if they're at home. Uh, I've watched even teams like Utah. They're, you know, banging each other around. And where is that? We need that bounce. Great example. Last year, WWE night at the arena. We're playing the Bucks. The Bucks are more excited that we got Cesaro there than our own team. It was like a Bucks home game. They're out there. They're doing wrestling moves. They're amped. They're like, hey, we went and visited the Pistons and it's WWE night. Go Now, Hamadou has that bounce. I like Hamadou Diallo a lot. I like, I like his energy. Pause. But everybody else, of course, Beef Stew, he comes off the bench. Uh, I think there was a joke going around. If, if Vinny's the microwave, who, who is he? The air fryer. We got to get the bounce back. Everybody, 1 to 12, hype. The alternators, the bench squad, you need to be up cheering. Social distancing is done at this point. Get up out your seat. And last night's game with the Knicks was a prime example. There's nothing worse than to hear a millionaire say, we need the crowd there to get us amped. I just paid to see you. You get me amped. The Knicks played their hearts out. The crowd was hyped because of the way that they were playing. I'm not coming in the arena just got off work trying to get you hype and you've been stretching all day. And then number three is obvious. It is really obvious. We, we, we got to get some players in here. I, I was going through the 2021. I, I don't know. Look, I say that a lot, but these are players, and they're all probably very nice people. But, I, whoo, buddy. I mean, you, you could go through Pistons Twitter. We're arguing over players like Sekou Dumbuya, Wayne Ellington, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., stay solid, my homie. Uh Jaleel Okafor, these are players. These are uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney Magruder. We got to get some players in here. And I, I'm like, can we just take a flyer? I, I was trying to think of who's coming off an injury. Who's coming off an injury that we could say, you know what? Let's take a flyer on this guy. I, I And don't laugh. I'm like, may, maybe it is Boogie Cousins. Maybe we just say, you know what? We get a guy in here. He's a professional. He's a hooper at heart. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys we cannot afford. But may, is it Will Barton? I don't know. I, I, I'm i like, who is coming off an injury? Serge Ibaka. We need a professional. Somebody who's won. Who's coming. I mean, it is. Because this year, fine. We're probably going to be top three pick. Top two. Top one. You know, I'm, I'm speaking the positive vibes into existence. Next year, I don't want to see that, okay? I'm not saying we got to be playoffs, but I don't want us to be going for a top three pick again. It's disrespectful to me as a paying consumer. You can't do this. You can't do this multiple years. I need to see, that's his name, Mark Hill Fultz. Maybe we, I don't know what Orlando is doing with Mark Hill Fultz, but call him. Call I'm not saying, hey, let's make a splash in free agency. Financially, the numbers just do not work. We're playing. We're not playing. We're paying Blake Griffin next year, all right? For all intents and purposes, he's here in spirit, especially in those accounting books. But do something to let me know as a fan, okay, this is serious. This, this, we're going to take this serious. We're not going to tank and crank and all of this other stuff, uh, rigging for Wiggins, you know, all, all these things that they uh, come up with every year. 
I mean, it's unreal. I'm just, I'm just saying, can we get DeRozan on a, on a, hey, you scratch my back, I scratch yours type of deal? You know, I, I don't know. They, I'm frustrated, man. I know, I know. The DeRozan, that sounded crazy. That, that's probably too much, but give me a legit player. Like a legit player. This Jaleel Okafor stuff. I mean, we, there was somebody out there this year. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't remember. My wife said, who is that? I said, I don't know. Don't you have a podcast about the Pistons? I, I said, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Tigers are playing great, though. The Tigers are playing really good, especially the last 10 games. All right, I recorded an interview with uh, my cousin that I grew up watching wrestling with. And instead of me telling you all who my favorite wrestler is, I let him tell me who my favorite wrestler was as a child because he had a front row seat, you know, him and he and my brother. So and then in return, I told him, who he used to really be into. So we're like 80s and 90s. You know, that's that's like our era. That's like our golden era wrestler. I, wrestling. I realize now, I really hope you enjoy the conversation. It's just all in fun. Just good laughs and everything like that. And yeah, that's about it. Remember our Pro Wrestling Tea store? There's a Memorial Day sale coming up, 20% off. www.prowrestlingtees.com slash PWTPF. Your support there is greatly appreciated. And then congratulations to all the college graduates. You know, Doc Joe Brown, real name, no gimmick. So if you see me out in public, I did a little special at first where I was like, hey, if you're a college graduate, send me proof and then I'll send you a shirt. And I think Sean, listener Sean, he took me up on that offer. And now that's closed because I just be buying T-shirts all year. But <laughs> I'll circle back next spring. But if you see me out in public, I'll get you a drink if you graduated from college this year. This between April, May, and June of this year. And can provide proof. I can't just be out here buying drinks for the bar. But $15 max. Somebody said, well, how, how am I supposed to just be driving around the city looking for Dr. Brown? Well, I make it real easy. Season to well, bootleg season ticket holder to the Tigers. I got like a half season package. So I'm always there. Always there. You see me at the game, be like, hey, Doc, you said if you can provide proof, none of that. Well, I walk this time and I'm really, you got to be done. You got to have the degree in, in the mail and I'll get you a drink. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you for your support. Detroit basketball for life, brother. What's up, jabronis? It's your boy, Lawson Robinson, at Smokey Robinson 8 on Twitter with two E's. And you're listening to the one and only pro wrestling talk for Pistons fans. I want to I want to ask you something else because this is the number one question that I get of all the questions. Me spearheading this, I don't want to call it a movement because we're not trying to move anything or anything, <laughs> but just identifying this sect of Pistons pro wrestling fans. I always get who's your favorite wrestler? Who's your who's your favorite wrestler? You know that that's what I always get. Always, yes. anytime somebody new finds a show, they always ask me who my favorite wrestler is. So I thought it'd be cool. I'm gonna tell you who my favorite wrestler is of all time and my favorite wrestler of all time is a retrospective view but since you've known me my whole life I want you to highlight maybe two maybe three wrestlers that as I was growing up clearly were my favorites but maybe I I won't say it now but you know just as I growing up because I know you like to pull stuff out the hat I came to school one day 
and was like, oh, Robert Pack's my favorite player just because he dunked on Sean Kemp or whatever. Yes, you know, just random yes. things as a child. But, you know, I didn't really mean that. But uh, I thought you did. Uh, anyway, now, when they asked me that, I, I say hands down. And this is through a rearview lens. I mean, you know, retrospectively, Bad News Brown is my favorite wrestler. The cherry on top is that he has my last name, Brown. Yes. But uh, challenges Andre to a fight. Andre apparently don't want to smoke. His move is called the Ghetto Blaster. Uh, he's a snake. Uh, he, he he actually had a match where he brought rats to the ring. I mean, the guys, <laughs> uh, just everything about his whole style. The only thing he no entrance music, you know, just 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 straight to the point, you know. <laughs> Raising his glove, right hand, right hand. I mean, this is this is almost unspeakable. You can't believe that this this flew. I really enjoy Bad News Brown's work. I always love when I find a new video of him on YouTube or whatever, pause. But you have known me my whole life. Who are my favorite wrestlers coming up? Well, here are a few that I can recall. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, uh, man, I love Diamond Dallas Page. Yep, yep. Um, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Razor uh, Ramon, not Scott Hall, but Razor Ramon for sure. Yes, yes. In the earlier years, uh, definitely like Sting and Warrior. Yep. Um, as well as the Road Warriors. Um, and I know you also like George the Animal still. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's from Michigan, Michigander. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a high school football coach. So right rest now, though, I mean, outside of, yes, rest in peace, outside of the top guys, um, you know, that a kid would be gravitate to, you know, Hogan and whatnot. I think those would be the ones I said that you would That's I did like George Animal still. I did. I really liked Razor Ramon. Uh, I really did. I just thought, you know, the oozing machismo. And also, that was the first time I ever saw a crucifix powerbomb, you know. With oh, three. Yes. I had never seen anything like that. Now, you're forgetting. I thought you would pull my leg with somebody. You always give oh. me a hard time because I really liked Hunter Hearst Hemsley. Well, yes, yes. You did like him, too. Quite, quite, quite afraid of Sika. Yes, you've said that before on this show. Yeah, in the, in the early episodes, before we got really much of a following. Yes, but we can't that we can't we can't uh, gloss over the fact that he induced terror <laughs> in your young uh, mind and heart. Uh, scary dude, um, and you were super scared of him. Uh, but yes, those are the people that I'd say that I can remember you gravitating to and being favorites. If I had to zone in on just one. Uh, I don't know. I maybe say Razor. Yeah, Razor was it, man. That was was my guy. I I don't know why, man. That that crucifix power bomb was so dope to me, man. And and to give you credit, you liked him long way before I even cared about him. Like I thought he was cool, but I didn't like him like that. Oh, I liked him when they started doing the vignettes. Yeah. Yes. So we're relaxing with Detroit's number one wrestling expert, my cousin. And Easy Easy uh, E's favorite fan, fa- number one fan, Eric. Uh, so retrospectively, now I'll tell you who were your favorite wrestlers, but tell me. Well, well, retrospectively, who is your favorite wrestler? I wrestle with this quite often. I wrestle with this quite often. But if a gun, a uh, figurative, a proverbial gun, was put to my head, I'd have to say Rick Root. Um, but. <laughs> You know, Rick Rude WCW or Rick Rude hit 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 my music. Rick Rude everything. Uh, Memphis uh, all 
to WCW. One thing is Rick Rude, the Rude Awakening is one of the more underrated moves of all time. You could kill a guy. Where did he come up with that dance? I don't, I suppose it's from the Chippendales or Magic Mike or whatever the hell. I don't know, but you know, that's hard because I want to say Ric Flair. I want to say Brock Lesnar. I want to say Jake Roberts. I want to say Macho Man Randy Savage, particularly in the 80s. So, you know, and I have a, I have a, I have a bad habit. Whenever I do something great in life, I say I'm out here like Barry Wyndham. So, you know, I can use him too. So that's just a lot of guys. But number one, Rick Rude. Now, coming up, you were a big Hogan guy. I'll let you know that. You were a big Hogan guy. I mean, but all of us were, unfortunately. You were a big Hogan guy. Also, for some odd reasons, you were a big Bushwhackers guy. Well, what really the deal was, your old man got a kick out of me doing that silly little dance, so I just would do it. But uh, they, they were they were they were just unique. They were just unique. And at that time, what were their names? Uh, Butch and Luke and Butch. Luke and uh, Butch. Luke and Butch. Uh, Real life cousins from New Zealand used to be the uh, the sheep herders. Yeah. Yep. Luke and Butch, man. Now you know you '80s when you know who the Bushwhackers are. All right. Oh, so yeah. You were into them. Now, in our teenage years, I'm talking about 6th, 7th, 8th grade, you were big into the brood. Oh, man. You were big yes. into the brood. Yes. That entrance. I, has there been a better entrance in pro wrestling? There has never been. A, well, I don't know. Bad, bad News Brown, no music. You just walk. <laughs> Hard. Even the new brood, when they replaced Edge and Christian with the Hardy Boys. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're, I guess you were the tag team specialist because you really liked Chronic. Oh, man. You really liked Chronic. That was at the end of their careers. Um, and I had never really been a big Crush fan. He was introduced as the third member of Demolition. And I just, I liked the original. So I never got with him. Adam Bomb looked cool, but I never really got with him. But man, it was kind of probably just a go together thing at the end there for WCW. I loved them, man. They had a very rough, rugged style. Two believable big guys. They looked alike. I like Chronic. I liked them a lot. Yes, I did. I yeah, were. you were. I don't know why you were so into Chronic. I'm like, dang, man, this guy is really, really into Chronic. You were a Shawn Michaels guy. A, a, a lot of a Shawn Michaels guy. Um, yes. Let Let me think of who else that you were just really head over heels with. I just I can't think of anybody right off because you were just into everybody. You were you were just yeah. I'm actually surprised you're not a wrestler now. Ah, yeah, that's that is surprising. I had I'm actually had, surprised you're not a wrestler now. You were you were just a wrestling fanatic, man. But no, the brood, chronic, and um the bushwhackers, of course the heart foundation. You were really big into the heart foundation. And I'm talking about not the Heart Foundation when they brought them back and they were a group. They were heels uh, in Canada. Uh, I mean, heels in the U.S., baby faces in Canada, which was an innovative idea. But uh, you were into the original tag, the original tag. Yep. But, oh, Jake the Snake Roberts, you already said that. You you put me on, Jake. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything as captivating uh, in my earlier years. Dude, just everything about him was, was hypnotizing from the way he spoke to the way he moved. Um, and then to be six six, not necessarily the best physique. He was a pretty strong guy in terms yeah. of you know, some of the moves he pulled off. Just tough. And then of course he has a snake that's just amazing, man. Amazing. <laughs> Pause. <laughs>
pause, pause, pause. Bobby.